Welcome back everyone to Business Talk. This is our second official show together. And Business Talk is all about what it sounds like. We're gonna talk the ins and outs of small business ownership. My name is David Shoup. I'm your host and also your fearless leader through our journey together of entrepreneurship and all that it entails. Since this is just our second show together, I'm gonna take some time to take you through the introductory items of the show, just in case you missed it. This is the show for the world of the entrepreneur. Whether you aspire to own your own business or already do, you may be looking for help, for resources on how to do this at all, or maybe just plain better. Well, that's what we're gonna do together. This show is all about the entrepreneurial way of life. What works when running your small business? What doesn't work? How to set up a business? How to bring in partners, fund your venture, solicit investors, prepare the contracts you're going to need to protect yourself and your business, and so much more. Let's talk for a minute, though, about who I am a little bit. I want to introduce myself to you. My name is David Shoup. I'm a corporate and business attorney licensed in the state of California. I own and operate two law firms with my wife, Andrea Shoup, both here in Southern California, both based out of Marietta. One is Shoup Legal, an estate planning law firm, where we help you plan today for peace of mind tomorrow. And the second is called the Veterans Business Law Group, where we serve the veteran and patriotic entrepreneur with all of their small business legal needs with strength and honor. Before we continue, I want to hear from you guys. If you have a business legal question that you would like answered, you can submit your question to me via email at info at bztalk.net. Info at bztalk.net. So guys, I really, truly believe the life of the entrepreneur is a special calling. We need all the support we can get because let's face it, a large part of the economy of this country is built on the backs of the small business owner. That's why I created this show. I want to give back to you guys. I want to help you the best I can. And doing this and giving you the information that you need to be successful and profitable is really my token of appreciation. And that's really just the way that we can team up together and help you through your journey as an entrepreneur. So each new show, we're going to dive into another topic of the entrepreneur way to build successful, profitable small businesses. We're going to be talking some major business. (laughs) So today we've got a lot in store for you. Today, we're going to continue our conversation from our last show and continue to go through how to start your own business and get this thing off the ground from the very beginning. We're going to cover today, number one, how to name your business and most importantly, protect your business name. Number two, how to register your new business. With whom and where and when do you need to do that? Number three, how to get federal and state tax ID numbers. Number four, the process of how to apply for licenses and permits. And number five, the process and considerations for when you're opening up your business bank account. So let's dive right in. Our first topic today is probably one of the first things you're going to consider. What to name your business. It is not easy to pick the perfect name. You'll want one that reflects your brand and captures your spirit. You'll also want to make sure your business name isn't already being used by someone else. Because trust me, guys, when I say this, that can lead to a major lawsuit, and you do not want to do that. So you can find the right business name with some creativity, market research, yeah? Once you've picked your name, you should protect it by registering it with the right agencies, okay? So it's actually kind of funny about how many times uh, my clients have asked me, David, 
you know, name name my business for me. Pick out the right name for me. I, I, I can't do that. I can't do that for you. What I can do is help you to protect it. You'll want to choose a business name that reflects your brand identity and doesn't clash with the types of goods and services that you offer. Once you settle on a name you like, you need to protect it. There are four different ways to register your business name. Each way of registering your name serves a different purpose, though, and sometimes may even be legally required, depending on your business structure and your location. So your entity name protects you at a state level. An entity name can protect the name of your business, uh, let's just say in the state of California, right? Depending on your business's structure and location, however, California may require you to register your legal entity name. Your entity name is how the state of California identifies your business. California is, though, in case you didn't know, a little bit different than a lot of the other states. <laughs> so most states don't allow you to register a name that's already been registered by someone else. And some states even require your entity name to reflect the kind of business it represents. But in most cases, your entity name registration protects your business and prevents anyone else in the state from operating under your same business entity name. However, there are exceptions, so it really depends on where you're doing business. So you want to make sure that you consult with an attorney from the state in which you're going to be operating from. And check your state rules for how to register your business name. Okay, so when I'm talking business name, I'm talking about filing what's called articles of organization or articles of incorporation. Okay, they're very different, but they're, they serve a very similar purpose. Articles of organization is how you form an LLC, or really how you register your name with the state of California. Okay, articles of in incorporation is all about how you register your name for your corporation with the state of California. So that's what I'm talking about when I say I'm registering your entity name. And then there's other partnership documents and that kind of thing, but for the most part, I'm talking about your articles of incorporation and your articles of organization, okay? All right, so the next way you protect your business is by trademark, and this is at a federal level. A trademark can protect the name of your business, goods, and services at a national level. Trademarks prevent others in the same or similar industry in the United States from using your trademark name. For example, if you were an electronics company and wanted to call your business California Electronic Accessories, and one of your products was a screen cover 5000, trademarking those names would prevent other electronic businesses or similar products from using those same names. Businesses in every state are subject to trademark infringement lawsuits, which can be very expensive. So that's why you should check your prospective business, product, and service names against the official trademark database maintained by the United States Patent and Trademark Office. The third way you protect your name is by what's called a doing business as name, or DBA. Now, this doesn't give you legal protection like an entity, like a you know, corporation or LLC, but it also might be legally required, though, depending on how you're going to be operating and what name you want to go by. So you might need to register your DBA, also known as a trade name, fictitious name, or assumed name, with the county that your business is located in. Registering your DBA, again, doesn't provide you with legal protection, like personal liability protection, but California may require you to use one depending on what you call yourself. If you're not calling yourself 
based on your name and your business isn't named after you, then you're going to need a DBA. But even if you're not required to register a DBA, you might want to do one anyways. A DBA lets you conduct business under a different identity other than your personal name or your formal business entity name. So let me give you an example. If your corporation is, let's just make it simple, Washington Street Incorporated, and you wanted to call yourself John's Bakery, you would need a DBA if you didn't want to go by Washington Street Incorporated. Okay, So the entity name protects it across the state of California uh, that no one else can operate under Washington Street Incorporated, and then your DBA will protect you uh, uh, for your, your trade name. Okay, So hopefully that makes sense. So multiple businesses can go by the same DBA in one state, so you're less restricted in what you can choose. However, there's also more leeway in the clarity of business function. As an added bonus, getting a DBA and a federal tax ID number allows you to open a business bank account. So determine your DBA requirements based on your specific county. Requirements may vary based on the business structure as well as what state, county, or municipality you're going to be operating from. So make sure you check with your local offices and local websites that contain the rules for DBAs. Of course, you can always just talk with an attorney from the state that you're going to be operating in, and a, that business attorney should be able to help you. So the next way that you protect your name is by a domain name. Okay, The domain name protects your business's web address. If you want an online presence for your business, start by registering a domain name, also known as your website address or URL. Once you register your domain name, no one else can use it for as long as you continue to own it. It's a good way to protect your brand presence online. If someone else has already registered the domain you wanted to use, that's okay. Your domain name doesn't actually need to be the same as your legal business name, trademark, or DBA. For example, Springfield Electronic Accessories could register the domain name techbuddyspringfield.com. You'll register your domain name through a registrar service. Consult a directory of accredited registrars to determine which one is safe to use and then pick one that offers you the best combination of price, basically. So you'll need to re renew your domain registration on a regular basis, however. So each of these name registrations are legally independent. Most small businesses try to use the same name for each kind of registration, but you're not normally required to do so. So you'll want to basically utilize the majority of these things uh, to protect your name. It's going to be super important because what could be worse than you know branding yourself and really marketing your business name only for someone else to come in, swoop in, take your name, and then start marketing it under their company, or even worse, stealing your business, right? So just make sure that you protect your name for sure. That is very, very important. So let me share with you guys a story about someone that unfortunately did not do this the right way. And it's really critical that we learn from others' mistakes, right? I mean, that's that's the nature of a growing business is looking at what doesn't work and then changing it for our business, right? So this particular uh, business owner did not research their business name, just started plugging along, just, just <laughs> really just put it together, uh, filed the name, and then just kept on going. 
right? And uh, they got a nasty gram. And when I say a nasty gram, I mean this person got hammered by another attorney uh, that was really going to take them to the woodshed, take them to court regarding this their business name because they had picked a business name that was protected by another business. So that basically means that they were operating illegally, right? That's not something you want to do. Then what they had to do is completely rebrand their entire business to avoid a lawsuit uh, and, and completely redo everything, which they had already spent a ton of time and money in uh, branding their business. So this was a huge thing for them. This was a huge thing. So luckily, it ended up being okay for them. But trust me, guys, when I say this, do the research, look at what you need to look at, look at the various registries, and get your name that's not already protected by somebody else. I got another story for you, and this is based on a business owner that did this the right way. Okay, so what this business owner did is they did protect their name. They did file with the state. They got their DBAs uh, registered with the county, all that good stuff. It was done really, really well. And then one day, they saw that someone was basically siphoning business from them. I mean, really had a name that was very, very similar, uh, nearly identical, and was taking their business. And not only were they taking their business, but they're doing a terrible job at it. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's bad enough that someone out there is basically stealing your name and trying to take your clients. But it's even worse when they're doing a terrible job and it's damaging your reputation. But fortunately, guys, this business had done it the right way. I was able to step in and really uh, assist them with this naming issue, and we were able to resolve it for them uh, without any major legal complications. Uh, but we were able to step in, intervene, and get this taken care of for them. So it's just really a lesson for you all that it really does matter how you name your business and how you, you protect it most of all. The next thing we're gonna talk about is how to register your business. Register your business uh, is really about uh, determining how and where you need to register and under what business structure you have, what business location you have, and really this it really boils down to state and federal agencies, okay? So most businesses don't need to register with the federal government, okay, um, other than getting a federal tax ID number. Small businesses sometimes register with the federal government for trademark protection or tax-exempt status, however. So if you want to trademark your business brand or product name, file with the United States Patent and Trademark Office once you've formed your business. If you want taxes on status, then you need to register with the IRS by filing what's called a 2553 form, and that is the S-Corp election form. Now, with the state agencies, uh, if your business is a limited liability company, corporation, partnership, or nonprofit entity of some kind, you'll probably need to register with any state that you conduct business. Typically, you're considered to be conducting business activities in a state when a, your business has a physical presence in the state. B, you often have in-person meetings with clients or you know, customers or patients, et cetera, in the state. Or C, a significant portion of your company's revenue comes from the state. Or D, any of your employees basically work in the state. All right, so that is the, uh, the criteria for which you want to judge whether or not you need to register in that state. Another topic and another way uh, to get yourself registered is called a registered agent, 
Okay. If your business is an LLC, corporation, partnership, or nonprofit, you'll need a registered agent in your state before you file. A registered agent receives official papers and legal documents on behalf of your business. The registered agent must be located in the state where you register. Next is filing for foreign qualification. If your business conducts business activities in more than one state, you might need to form your business in one state and then file for foreign qualification in other states. Okay? It's very important that you do things properly and correctly, especially when you're doing business in multiple states. The state where you form your business will consider your business to be domestic, while every other state will view your business as a foreign entity. Foreign qualification notifies the state that a foreign business is active there. Okay, so foreign qualified businesses typically need to pay taxes and annual reporting fees um, in both their state of formation, where they're domesticated at, and the state where they're foreign uh, qualified. Right? So to foreign qualify yourself, you have to file a certificate of authority with the state. Uh, most states also require a certificate of good standing from your state of formation or where you're domesticated at. Each state charges a filing fee, but that obviously varies based by your state. Okay. And then filing your state documents and fees, okay, this is important to know and understand as well because you need to make sure that you're doing this correctly. In most cases, the cost to register your business will be less than 300 bucks, but fees vary depending on your state and business structure. The information you'll need typically includes your business name, business location, ownership, management structure, or directors, and your registered agent information, and the number and value of your shares if you're a corporation. Make sure also that you register with local authorities, such as your local government, uh, city, county, etc. So you want to make sure you visit your local governmental website to figure out exactly what you need to do and how you register. The next thing you want to make sure that you do properly is get your state and federal tax ID numbers. You'll need to use your employer identification number for a number of important steps to start and grow your business, like opening a bank account and paying taxes. Okay, and your payroll will be run through that as well. So make sure that that's done correctly and on time. The next thing we're talk about is the licenses and permits that you're going to need. Keep your business running smoothly by staying legally compliant. The licenses and permits you need for your business will, of course, vary based on the location and a number of other factors. So let's talk about the federal licenses and permits first. This really is broken down, or or really. A way to determine what federal license or permit you need is based on the kind of business that you're doing. If, for example, if you're engaged in agricultural, meaning that you import or transport animals, animal products, uh, and all that kind of stuff across state lines, then you're going to need to get a license or permit from the U.S. Department of Agriculture. If you manufacture, wholesale, import, or sell alcoholic beverages, then this would be deemed to be uh, something that you need to get licensed or permitted from the Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau. I could keep on going. There's so many of these things. Aviation, firearms, ammunition, explosives. Uh, keeps on going and going and going. Uh, fish and wildlife, commercial fisheries. If your business engages in commercial fishing of any kind, then you have to get yourself uh, permitted from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration Fisheries Service. <laughs> so hopefully you get the point here. You need to look this stuff up and make sure that you are doing this correctly, of course, but getting the correct permits and licenses that you need to operate your business. 
And of course, you must, you really should be doing this ahead of time. Do not wait till after you're starting to engage in business because you could be getting yourself in some hot water by operating your business and not having the correct license and permits. That's a big deal and a big problem. Okay, so get your proper license and permits for your business activities that are regulated by any type of federal agency. All right. Now, our next topic for today is going to be opening up your business bank account. A small business checking account can help you handle legal, tax, and day-to-day -day issues. The good news is, is that it's easy to set one up if you have the right registrations and paperwork ready. Open a business bank account when you're ready to start accepting or spending money as your business. A business bank account helps you stay legally compliant and protected. It also helps provide benefits to your customers and employees. The benefits of opening a business bank account is as soon as you start accepting or spending money as your business, you should open a business bank account. Common business accounts include checking accounts, savings accounts, credit card accounts, and merchant services accounts. Merchant services allows you to accept credit and debit card transactions for your customers. Now, guys, I'm not a banker, but <laughs> this is important, is it not? So make sure that you're doing this correctly and you spend some time to do this. You can open a business bank account after you've gotten your federal tax ID number. Most business bank accounts offer perks that don't come with a standard personal bank account. Okay, so number one, it's, it's just plain old professional to have yourself already set up, ready to go. Customers will be able to pay you with credit cards and make checks out to your business instead of directly to you. Plus, you'll be able to authorize employees to handle day-to-day -day banking tasks on behalf of the business. Merchant Services also offers purchase protection for your customers and ensures that their personal information is secure. Preparedness. Business banking usually comes with the option for a line of credit for the company. This can be used in the event of an emergency or if your business needs new equipment. And then purchasing power. Credit card accounts can help your business make large startup purchases and help establish a credit history for your business. So make sure you find an account. Uh, you're going to want an account with low fees, good benefits, that kind of thing. Some business owners open a business account at the same bank they use for their personal accounts. There's no problem. Rates, fees, and options vary from bank to bank, so you should shop around to make sure you find the lowest fees and best benefits. So, here are some things to consider when you're opening a business checking or savings account. The introductory offer, the interest rates, uh, interest rates for line of credit, transaction fees, early termination fees, that kind of stuff. And then here are some things to consider when you're opening a merchant services account. What is the discount rate? What is the transaction fee? What are the address verification service fees? The branch uh, fees, the monthly minimum fees, okay? so. Payment processing companies are an increasingly popular alternative to traditional merchant service accounts. Payment processing companies sometimes provide extra functionality like accessories to let you use your phone to accept credit card payments, that kind of thing. The fee categories that you need to consider will be similar to merchant services account fees. If you find a payment processor that you like, remember that you're going to need to connect it to your business checking account to receive payments. And before you open up your bank account, make sure that you have all the documentation that you need. Opening a business bank account is easy once you've picked your bank. 
simply go online or to a local branch to begin the process. So when you open your business account, you'll want to make sure that you have your EIN, the Articles of Incorporation Organization, and if you're doing business here in California, you'll want the Statement of Information, okay? And so your formation documents, and then you'll also want your ownership agreements, your business license may be another good one, but just check with the bank before you come on over uh, that uh, to really find out what you need, okay? So that's it for show number two. We have covered a ton of ground. To review, we have talked about how to protect your business's name, a ton about licensing and permitting and really all that good stuff. But when it comes to protecting your name, remember that you want to do this properly and correctly. Protect your name so that it doesn't get taken from you uh, and you get just in a whole bunch of trouble and that kind of thing. You also want to make sure that you research your business name ahead of time to make sure that it's not taken by somebody else because you don't want to get one of those scary lawyer letters that uh, um, attorneys will send out telling you that you've infringed on someone's intellectual property. Not good. Don't do that. We also talked about how to register your business with state agencies federal agencies, talking about registered agents and foreign qualifications. I've talked with a number of businesses that do business across the nation, and they have to get registered in the various states they do business in, okay? But this is something that you'll want to consult a professional about because it really depends on what you're doing, okay? So make sure that you're handling this correctly. We also discussed your federal and state tax ID numbers, how to get your licenses and permits, the various federal departments that regulate a whole bunch of different things that we do, okay? And then the state side as well with the articles of incorporation, articles of organization, how to register your business. And then finally, we talked about opening a business bank account, okay? And the various things that you want to make sure that you're looking at, the benefits of doing so, and, you know, how to find your account. What are the things that you should be looking for? The payment processing companies, all that good stuff is everything that we talked about uh, today. So if you have any questions about starting your own business or any of the content we discussed today, you can reach me via email at info at bztalk.net. That's info at B is in Bravo, Z is in Zulu, talk.net. Now, in our next show, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of different things, talking about the business entities and the differences between them. So you'll want to make sure that you tune in for that. There's going to be a ton of awesome value that literally just about every business needs to know. So I hopefully this has been helpful for you. And don't forget, email me your business questions about today's show or just in general at info at bztalk.net. Take care, stay safe, and all my entrepreneurs out there, good luck building each of your empires. Take care.